It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Well, uh, I hope you spent your fab budget already. <laughs> Let's put it that way. This is the Waiver Wire Podcast, week 13 at fantasypoints.com. And Tom, it is. It's barren out there. It's bad out there. Um, even with six teams on by this week, and, and I understand there's probably going to be some awful lineup decisions you have to make this week with six teams on by fighting for your playoff life, but... Hopefully you don't have to pick somebody up off the waiver wire for that to happen because it, it's bad. Uh, Tom, you do the article every week, and and sometimes we're sitting here for thirty five minutes, and sometimes we're try we're barely filling fifteen, and this feels like the latter here. What's going on, T bro? How are you doing? Week thirteen, I think everybody knows right now if you have a chance or you don't, and uh, I am certainly uh, uh, um, in, in a spot here where I know where where my teams. I've had some shit luck this year, by the way. Um, I have I have two teams that are including one in our collegiate league where I'm first in scoring and I just cannot buy a win. Yeah, um, beat your ass this week in that league. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry about that, Joe. I but yeah, this is, this is a tough week. We've been talking about this waiver wire for a couple of weeks now and how it's been getting like progressively worse. And I think we hit rock bottom this week. Um, <clears throat> we got a tight end uh, is probably the top pickup of the week and. Uh, literally nothing at quarterback or <clears throat> or running back or wide receiver. So uh, hopefully you're to this point in the season, your roster is somewhat set, I would hope. Uh, we got six teams on by, so there might – maybe we'll go, we'll go through some – maybe some one-week pickups here uh, at the wide receiver position and even at the tight end position. But, uh, yeah, we got the Bears, uh, Bears Bills, Ravens, Raiders, Vikings, and Giants all on by. So there's some fantasy rele- relevant players that are going to be missing this week with the, the brutal six-week by. At least it's kind of like five teams with the Giants on by. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, yeah. a tough week. But hopefully you're set up and already ready to go uh, for, for the rest of the season. But, yeah, you're not going to get a whole lot of help out there on the waiver wire this week. Yeah, and that includes if you picked up Isaiah Likely last week, which, which you know, makes a lot of sense. And he has a decent game, and now he's immediately on buy. Um, yes. These late these late season buys are killing me. They're killing everybody. Uh, but Tom, not done yet. <laughs> we got uh, more next week. At least it's only two, but. So you might be thinking, hey, maybe we can play some DFS, do some prop betting, you know, a little little underdog fantasy, their pick them contest, a, a prize picks, you know. Um, I, I I always do a nice underdog fantasy, use code fantasy PTAS, by the way, uh, an underdog go. fantasy uh, and get a $100 deposit match. Um, I do them for all the primetime games, all the games like I, I, I cashed a pick them contest with DJ Moore over the receiving yards and, and Jordan Addison over the receptions last night, turned 30 bucks into 90 bucks, you know, just like go. that. So. <laughs> Um, you know, I had I like the DJ Moore over four and a half receptions, and uh, that was about as easy as it gets. I that, that was not at yeah. uh, underdog, but uh, that was uh, a little bit unexpected. That was a, a, a weird, very game much so. That's night. why I picked the yardage because his a dot with fields has been so far down the field, and then I'm like, what the hell's going on? He's got nine catches for 48 yards or whatever it was, uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, he, he was able to get there uh, uh, with the 66 and a half. Um, 
Tom, let's start. Well, first and foremost, let's also give a shout out to our, our social media director, uh, Trey Camberling, oh. who who's t- won $20,000 playing DFS. He literally set a lineup as he was it, like, he didn't use the opto. We have the opto. He didn't use it. He just literally said it. It's, it was a single entry lineup. So you don't, the point is here, you don't have to be going in and mass and mass multi-entering all these, you know, 150 plus lineup contests. He did a single entry contest where nobody can enter more than one lineup and he took down $20,000. So uh, yeah, easy as that. Just got to follow yeah, fantasypoints.com and just uh, listen to our great DFS writers, uh, Scott Barrett. And I think it was John Proctor. He was on that show on Sunday morning and took down 20K. 20K Trey is uh, what we're calling him in our uh, Discord there. So yeah, congratulations to Trey. Um, yeah, the, the, the betting stuff is uh, going pretty well as, uh, my <clears throat> player props went nine and two this week. Uh, finally starting to see the ball better here. It was a rough start to the season, but, uh, things have picked up here the last month and, uh, against the spread picks have been doing pretty good too, Joe, uh, 11 and five last week. I know, uh, we, we're in a poll together. We are storming up the, the I the know here. we're, we're on fire the last month. So, uh, get on board if, uh, you know, your, your teams are. Uh, you know, starting to fall off here. We're getting late in the season. To, you know, join us and uh, do a little DFS and betting. We, we'll be going all the way through the playoffs. I mean, football doesn't end in week 17 with fantasy. So uh, we got we got plenty of football left to come. So I can't believe we're going to start with this. Uh, you know, let, let's let's actually go down the waiver wire and look at some players who, who you might be able to use this week, Tom. Okay. And then at the bottom, our guy Brian Drake does the defensive streaming article. Uh, at fantasypoints.com, and he always makes it interesting. And last week, I'm going to put it in this week's article too, he listed um, five defenses that have good fantasy playoff schedules. And this is absolutely the time of year, Tom, where you can roster multiple defenses. No doubt about it. A common thing that I do in my leagues, that if you have IR spots, uh, you know, I wait till Friday and, you know, whoever's rolled out or, you know, whatever comes down the pike on – on on the weekends and you know guys out i'll move that guy to the ir i'll look at the next week's uh you know matchups for defenses and uh if i'm kind of streaming defenses uh I'll, I'll look ahead you know so like this week i would look towards week 14 you know look at the matchups and uh pick up a, a defense for the next week so uh, that that's something i just do in a lot of my leagues is whenever i get an ir guy at the end of the week i'll pick up a defense for next week's especially at this time of year in my deeper, you know, my good, you know, the the tough legs where there's no good hand, you know, I, I would prioritize like maybe a top shelf like handcuff, but um, like Dearness Johnson, I think we should talk about a little bit about him maybe a little bit later, but um, you know, these defenses, I, I look to add those at the end of the week for next week. You might need a quarterback this week. I know I'm in a league, uh, that league, that collegiate league where I'm first in in points. I I now don't have Lamar Jackson this week. Thanks, NFL. Um, oh, Joe, I already planned that one out. I, I got Minshew yeah, <laughs> like, this week. I got Josh Allen in that league, so I'll be without him. So a couple top quarterbacks out this week. Yeah, you know, and and, and I probably should have fought, fought ahead of that, uh, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll pick somebody up. And then Gardner Minshew, Tom, is probably the top option on the waiver wire. He can he can get it done for you. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's it hasn't been great with him so far this season. Uh, just one game where he's top 16 fantasy points, uh, which is, it, it's tough. Uh, he's actually, yeah, I was just actually doing a little bit of my uh, pre-work for my game hubs, and he's attempted 41 plus passes in four of his seven starts. So uh, production really hasn't been there for how much he's throwing the ball, but that can change uh, at any point. Jonathan Taylor has been 
uh, stealing touchdowns. That's going to happen in this offense. The running backs are going to score touchdowns and take touchdowns away from Gardner Minshew. But uh, the volume has has been there relatively, and uh, they're going against a Tennessee defense that's uh, been up and down against the pass passing game all season. Uh, they're favored in that game. It could be a a lower scoring game that uh, 42 and a half point total in that one. But um, yeah, I, I think he may have even played Tennessee earlier this season. I think he, I uh, think he came in for Anthony Richardson in that game. So, um, so I Minshew's has a chance to get some volume. Uh, one thing I've noticed with the Titans recently is uh, they can't, they can't string together multiple dry, you know, multiple first downs on, I mean, they've been barely running any play. So there's a chance that, uh, the Colts could squeeze off uh, more plays than usual, and they've they've been towards the top of the league in plays anyway. So uh, there's a chance that Minshew could you know rack up a lot of attempts, and uh, the more attempts he get, the more chances he get for touchdowns. So uh, it's not pretty out there, but Minshew is probably the top of the list for me this week. Um, there's also uh, let's see, uh, Desmond Ritter. <laughs> I, the thing about Ritter is. I had some people on, on on I was reading Twitter and they're like, I ah, didn't play that bad. He threw two god awful interceptions yeah, in that game. Bad. The thing about Ritter is he can he can run one in for you. Um, which by the way, Minshew can do as well. Minshew has like I think he's got like five rushing touchdowns this yeah. year, something like that. Uh, Ritter can r- run one in for you um, as well. Um, unfortunately, he's got the Jets this week. Not exactly the team that you want to be playing uh, if you have to pick him up off the waiver wire and start him. Yeah, it's not an ideal matchup against the Jets, but. They've been kind of, kind of leaking a little, uh, le- leaking a little oil here. Uh, the the offensive woes I think are starting to, uh, you know, take a toll on the defense here. And uh, I don't know if they've necessarily thrown the towel in, but it's it's getting to that point. So it's not a defense that we're uh, completely fearing like we were in the first half of the season. So, uh, but yeah, it's going to come down to is Ritter going to run or not. Uh, he had seven carries for 30 yards last week. No, no rushing touchdown, but, um, yeah, this is, it's probably going to be more of a run centric game for them. Uh, not, not going to win too many battles against the secondary. So, uh, maybe, maybe he has to, you know, maybe that rushing production maybe ticks up a little bit for him this week. That's probably going to be the key for him this week. Uh, I don't, I don't see him, uh, racking up, uh, you know, 250 passing yards against the Jets defense this week. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying it, Tom. Let's do it. But there is a glorious matchup this week for Kenneth Pickett. Oh, boy. Uh, Against Arizona. Against Arizona. They threw the ball over the middle. Oh, my God. There's a Larry in the field. Uh, (laughs) Like, like, uh, uh, Matt Canada treated the, um, well, this is a bad example because in tennis, the goal is to hit the ball over the net. Um, Matt Canada treated offense like a reverse tennis court. He didn't hit it to the net, nor did he hit it in the middle of the field. He was just putting it in those two, uh, the two little side things where would that only get activated when you're in a doubles match? Yes, that's where that's where Matt Canada <laughs> threw the ball, but not at the net. Uh, so the, yeah, the, behind the, the net threw, and to the sides. <laughs> the Steelers threw the ball down the field and to the middle of the field last week against Cincinnati. Kenny Pickett playing with confidence. I mean, we saw some of it last year, none of it this year, and he's got a great matchup with the Cardinals this week. Yeah, we we just saw Matt Stafford, who I don't think he had a single game with multiple touchdowns uh, so far this year. I can't remember. It was, if he did, it was maybe just one game. He's had a terrible run of, uh, you know, production this year uh, in terms of passing touchdowns for how much volume he's had. And then he goes out and throws for four touchdowns last week. 
against the Cardinals. You know, I this is the Cardinals team that's you know been one that we've been picking on for all you know across the board, running backs, uh, passing games. So maybe this is a sign uh, that things are turning around a little bit. I'm not gonna you know sit here and say that Kenny Pickett's back and. Uh, but at least showed some signs of life. And, uh, you know, it's been rough to this point of the season. Maybe there's a chance that he can get the two touchdown pa- passes. I don't, he hasn't done that very much in his career. I, I, he's been under 16 fantasy points and each of, uh, he's cleared 16 fantasy points just once in his first 11 games so far this year. So the bar is pretty low for him, but um, hey, 400 plus uh, yards for the the Steelers offense. First time since the 2020 playoffs. So uh, there's there's a little bit of hope for this passing game moving forward, and uh, if they can't take advantage of this uh, Cardinals uh, you know secondary this week, uh, then there's still some major concerns for the Steelers passing game. There's a couple of running backs I want to hit on. Number one is a guy who is available now in 80% of Yahoo leagues. I'm a little surprised by that, but maybe I shouldn't be because he was a speculative hold for much of the season, had some injuries, and then on Monday Night Football, played 75% of the snaps, had some great pass pro reps, had some bad pass pro reps, but Rashawn Johnson was basically functioning as the Bears lead back. He had 15 touches and he caught five targets for 40 yards. Um, and you might need him this week. And oh, I don't this week, though, Joe. That's the problem. Oh no. <laughs> bye. Oh bye. no. God, they're one so... of the six teams home. Well, I still no. think he's worth an ad, though. I mean, yeah. this is a team that's not going anywhere. They're not I mean, they have to win out to even get into playoff contention. So they should want to take some major looks. I think Foreman was just a one-year deal this offseason. Uh, Khalil Herbert's coming to the end of his rookie deal. So they need to evaluate Roshan Johnson down the stretch. And I think that's kind of what happened last week. Uh, they gave uh, this, you know, Monday night. Uh, they gave Khalil Herbert the honorary start there. He got the first carry. And then it was all Roshan Johnson the rest, you know, mostly Roshan Johnson the rest of the way. So. Uh, maybe the last month of the season, they're going to take a look at him. Uh, the problem is, yeah, they're on by this week. And I do think Foreman will be back in week 14. It was an ankle injury. Uh, they probably were looking to, to rest him up. So he's a guy Eber that flues is a donkey. So yeah, he's a donkey. Uh, so it's like one of those, like, I still think he's worth a stash, but he's also a guy that I'm not going to be like running to put in my lineup in week 14, even after I, I need to see, once we have all three backs in the mix, which should happen in week 14, I, I need to see if that role that he had in week 12 yeah. against the Vikings is sticky. So if if we, they come out of the bye in week 14 and he still has you know a role where he's getting 50 to 60% of the snaps, then I feel like you can pr- probably throw him into a lineup in weeks 15 through 17. So um, the Rams uh, play Cleveland this week, which is not a great matchup, but Miles Garrett is injured. Uh, who knows if he's going to play? Um, the Browns are still in the catbird seat for a playoff spot. Um, so they probably have all the incentive in the world to play uh, Miles Garrett in this game. But Royce Freeman did get some of the grinded out carries for the Rams, even though Kyron Williams was clearly the bell cow. Yeah. And he had kind of, you know, it started out, uh, Daryl Henderson was ahead of him once, uh, you know, when, whenever they had the, basically the tryouts for the running back position after, uh, Williams and Ronnie rivers got hurt. And, uh, it started out as Henderson as the main guy, but Royce Freeman, you know, just basically overtook him each with each passing week. He was outperforming them and, uh, they come out of the bye and Henderson got cut. 
uh, and Freeman stuck as the number two running back here. So uh, they they were pounding the ball in that game last week, and uh, they got the uh, Cleveland Browns this week. So you would expect, you know, maybe another rush heavy approach here. Uh, probably not a game where they're going to want to be chucking it around the, you know, the ball, you know, all around the field there. So I think they could, you know, this could be another game where he gets 10 to 12 carries in this game as uh, the number two beside Williams this week against the Browns. One other one um, in, in a week where there's six teams on by. Let me make sure the Broncos aren't on by this week. Okay, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> because <laughs> Every half the league's on by. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, Tom. Um, Russell Wilson has been a check down maven this year. Um, yes. And Samaj P. Ryan's a big time beneficiary of that. Again, I'm just looking for guys who can get you eight to 10 points where one of your running backs is on by this week. Yeah, and this game this week against the Texans could be conducive for more, you know, pass. Pass, more pass heavy the, the totals sitting at uh, 45 one of the higher totals on the board three-point underdogs they've been playing from ahead quite a bit and he's still gotten home so this could be actually some negative game scripts and he's the hurry up back for them uh he even got a you know he stole a touchdown from javante williams when he was getting to because javante javante picked, yeah yeah he picked he had a little neck issue and uh samaje came in and he finished at the goal line so well hey <laughs> they haven't had many opportunities at the goal line so uh, P. Ryan capitalized on it, so we'll see if you know maybe he steals another goal line carrier too, uh, moving forward since he was successful in his opportunity. So now uh, this could be a game where uh, those checkdowns are there, and he can get you three or four uh, cheap you know catches that you know for thirty yards or something. Uh, if you're really scraping for you know a PPR, you know just a running back off the waiver wire who uh, isn't going to like just give you a zero. I think he can. You know, I'm not saying he's going to, you know, guaranteed to score double digit uh, fantasy points, but I think he'll get you at least six plus fantasy points with like two or three catches and uh, maybe more if the, the game script works out for him this week. Um, and then uh, I think everybody else, the most like it's also the kind of time then yeah, I, I want to touch on Dearness Johnson. Uh, we, okay. Oh, yeah. Good, good one. Some of the handcuffs, uh, you know, we've doing, you know, Rico Dowdle, uh, if he's out there, Elijah Mitchell. Um, but I think Dearness Johnson, he's a 1% owned guy. Um, over the last couple of weeks, he's overtaken Tank Bigsby in this backfield. Um, Travis Etienne, he left briefly in the first half. He, he picked up a chest injury. Uh, we'll see what his practice status is this week. Um, you know, sometimes these guys can play through an injury like that because of adrenaline. Uh, so, I, I I think he might be worth a speculative ad, uh, just on the off chance that you know, he, ETN can't practice. They actually play Monday night, so uh, we won't know till Thursday. So I know like Yahoo runs their waivers Tuesday night, uh, but the big money legs uh, they usually run on Wednesday night. So we're not going to get an injury report for the Jaguars till Thursday. On the off chance that that chest injury that he picked up in that game is something a little bit more than um, you know the the. Then we saw in that game, he did come back and handle a lot of carries, but Johnson actually had seven carries for the second straight week. So uh, I think he's probably worth an at, you know, just a shot in the dark. If ETN can't play, uh, they're playing against the Bengals defense that everybody has run against this year. So uh, I think Johnson might be worth a, just a, a shot in the dark there in case ETN can't play this week. At wide receiver, Tom, there's nobody who's like a hammer guy. First, like the top guys probably pop Douglas to Mario Douglas, but they're on by. Um, of course, so, they get the Chargers this week in a matchup that they could actually maybe exploit a little bit. So, uh, yeah. That's so he's a bench worthy option. And then 
the rest of the guys, you're like adding to your roster and you're just hoping it's one of the games where they pop. Number one is Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is definitely the guy here who like, if you want to pick somebody up and he's available in about 75% of Yahoo leagues, if you want to pick somebody up who can pop and also can get hurt and catch one pass, that's Curtis Samuel for you. Yeah. And he, he had a uh, down month. Um, he, he had a foot and a toe injury. So he was, uh, a little slowed by that, but he looked back to 100% on Thanksgiving Day, and uh, he actually led the that slate with 100 receiving yards in that game. I think that was a, a long shot off the board for those leaderboards on Thanksgiving Day. I think he was like 100 to 1 to have the most receiving yards, so good on anybody that put a little buck, you know, a few bucks on that, but uh, he's been, outside of that like month stretch where he was a little banged up, uh, he's been good for double-digit fantasy points. It's, you know, it's not, not too sexy, but uh, the 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 commanders are really spreading the ball around in this in this passing attack. It hasn't been just one guy leading the way. So I think that he could. And we, we're going against uh, Miami this week. They're they have two top perimeter corners. So uh, you know, and Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. So maybe the maybe there have to be a few more targets funneled towards Curtis Samuel in the middle of the field. So uh, he's he's been kind of widely dropped. He's at twenty eight percent owned. In Yahoo, but yeah, if you're looking for a you know a, a PPR floor option, who, who's had you know shown a couple times that he can pop for some some big games, so uh, I think he's definitely worth an ad this week. Um, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, well, the Giants are on by, so yeah. you, you could wait. You could wait for him, but he had a hundred yards, and they have no, that's they a deep league. Set. Yeah, if you're in a 14, 16 team league, and you're just hoping for something at the end of the week, end of the year, yeah, I, I think he's he's worth something, but. Uh, Derek Slayton's been banged up recently as well. So, um, yeah, but the, unfortunately, they have every incentive to keep throwing him the football, by the way. Yeah. Every I incentive. mean, let's, let's see what you got with them. Um, there's, you know, there's a chance, you know, DeVito's played a little bit better, but th- there's a chance they could go back to Tyrod Taylor, which I think would overall help this passing game, uh, down the stretch. So, uh, yeah, hi, it's a, a stash guy uh, in deeper leagues. Uh, let's wanna, go to, can I oh, highlight sorry, like Mike will, but we got Mike Wilson and, um, uh, Greg Dort. We're, we're just looking one week plays here. They go go against the Steelers. Uh, Wilson's been banged up, neck injury, but uh, Dort has filled in. The Dort's Dort's has filled in and uh, you know gone for nine catches for a, 103 yards and a touchdown the last two weeks. So uh, this is one to follow. If Wilson comes back, I think he's usable against the Steelers secondary. If not, uh, Dort two percent owned. So if you're really stretching for somebody this week and you need a, a, a fill-in i think whoever uh is looking like the start, starter this week for the the cardinals will get an idea if wilson is back in practice this week but if he isn't uh, i think we can turn to greg dorch at receiver if you're really digging deep for a guy this week with six teams on by there's one guy uh well first and foremost one Let's go with two guys who are available in virtually every league. Both are rookies. Um, I have no idea what to think of Cedric Tillman because it, there's a chance Joe Flacco starts this week, and that might be good for the Browns, and that yes. might be terrible for the Browns. Like that, That's just one of those in-betweens, and they started getting him going. Um, Elijah I think Moore's it's good available. overall for these receivers. I, I think yeah. there's going to be more passing volume if Joe Flacco is involved. I think it, it would be good for the, 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 the Cleveland Browns receivers overall. So. Uh, we'll, we'll be tracking that news. It it seems like the vibe is that they're going to go to Flacco, but we'll see. It's he's only been in the offense for a little over, you know, it, it's two weeks or so. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if that happens. But I, you know, I I think we got to watch Amari Cooper's injury status this week. So if he's out, 
Uh, Cedric Tillman, he popped a little bit at that uh, beginning of the game there with uh, uh, Patrick Sertan shadowing Amari Cooper. He is Tillman had a, a nice first half, but then he kind of disappeared in the second half. But um, yeah, I, that's somebody that's real deep. Uh, who else do you have in mind? I want to I want to mention one guy that's kind of well, been lost, Josh Palmer. Um, there's been absolutely nothing out there since. Yeah, I thought he, you know, he could miss the rest of the season, but he could. Uh, uh, Brandon Staley basically said didn't want to give a timeline on him a couple of weeks ago. And that is the last bit of news that's been out there on him. But they hate Quentin. Quentin Johnson freaking stinks. Uh, Palmer is eligible to come off this week. I, I think he's worth a pickup. Uh, we'll, let's see what happens. He might not play. Like you said, Joe, he might be done for the season. But if we're using the last spot on our bench, um, just a, as a speculative type of ad here, uh, I think Josh Palmer is, hey, maybe if he comes back in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll see. We'll, hopefully we get more information on the, uh, the, the Chargers beat writers have not been asking them very much about this. Uh, I mean, they have nothing at receiver uh, behind Keenan Allen right now. So uh, Palmer at least proved in the couple game sample that he had earlier this season and even uh, some games last year that he's capable of, you know, racking up four or five catches and uh, getting you 12 fantasy points. So I think he's worth an ad just in case we get more information this week that he could be playing at some point down the stretch. All right. I got one wide receiver and a tight end goes along with this. Okay. Um, Michael, Mike, Michael Thomas is on IR. Mm-hmm. Chris Olave's in concussion protocol. Rashid Shahid, um, per Nick Underhill, is unexpected to play this week with his quad injury, um, which uh, Dennis Allen called pretty good. And in coach speak, a pretty good injury means pretty bad. Um, and so A.T. Perry, I know he didn't do a whole lot last week, um, but he had a touchdown a couple weeks ago. Um, he's a guy who might get targets just because they need him to this week. Yeah, they they have absolutely nobody right now. Uh, they get a Detroit defense this week, too. That's uh, very giving defense. Yeah. yeah, they all of a sudden they can't stop anybody. I mean, the, the Jordan Love was marching the ball up and down the field on them on Thanksgiving Day. So um <laughs> And we'll, we'll see about Alave status. Uh, you know, most of the times this year, the guys with concussions aren't playing the next week. And um, he unfortunately had a, a concussion last season as well, which uh, probably, you know, goes against, you know, th- that's another strike against him potentially playing this week. So, um, yeah, they got nobody right now. So it could, it might have to be A.T. Perry. And uh, the other guy is Jawan Johnson in this offense. He's yep. uh, He's seen an uptick in play recently. Uh, at the tight end position, uh, so he could he could be forced. To, he could. Be, I mean, if all three of those uh, top receivers miss, I mean, Jawan Johnson might have to be the top uh, receiver, so to speak, for them. Uh, you know, he, he saw seven targets last week after you know those, those guys left, and uh, good for an eighteen percent target share. Uh, nothing spectacular, four for forty-five. But uh, if we're getting we're looking off the waiver waiver wire at a guy that's seeing seven targets at the tight end position. Uh, we'll take that every day. So, uh, Jawan Johnson, uh, in addition to A.T. Perry, are two players to look at, especially if it, the injury report, if it's looking bad for uh, Chris Olave to play later this week. Let's go two tight ends. Number one, Pat Fryermuth, probably not available in your league if you're listening to a Week 13 waiver wire podcast. He's yeah. available in just over half of Yahoo leagues, but he's a must-add. I mean, he is the must-add of the of the the fantasy football week with the Steelers realizing that you can actually throw the ball to the middle of the field. 
Yeah, a hell of a discovery in week uh, 12 of the season, but it happened. And Pat Frymuth has shown in the past that, you know, if you give him volume, he can produce uh, not necessarily at the top of the position, but like that second tier uh, at the position. So uh, it was an ideal match. It was the ideal matchup against tight ends uh, going against the Bengals last week. Uh, Cardinals have been much tougher this season, but we just saw Tyler Higby score two touchdowns last week against this defense. So uh, maybe uh, maybe the Cardinals uh, aren't going to be a, a bottom uh, type of team for fantasy tight ends moving forward. Maybe Tyler, you know, maybe uh, this is a, a, a start of a trend here. Uh, so Pat Farmuth, he may have been dropped in some leagues. Joe. I know his ownership's at 47%, but uh, he's been a pretty frustrating guy to, to have ownership in through the first uh, 11 weeks of the season. So I would check for him there. There's certainly a chance that some people may have dropped him. Uh, we'll see if it can continue, but we like this matchup overall against the Cardinals defense. Uh, we highlighted with Kenny Pickett earlier. So uh, maybe, maybe this can turn into a, a nice little end of the season run for Pat Farmuth after a pretty frustrating start to the season. And one more tight end I want to hit on who you could use this way. Well, hold on. I keep forgetting which teams are all right. The Packers are not on by uh, Luke Musgrave is on IR. I think he had a lacerated kidney. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, Tucker Craft scored in week uh, in week 12 on Thanksgiving Day. Again, not somebody who I'm, I'm trusting to give me 15 points, but they used him at the goal line. Maybe you can get one of those kind of play action spider two Y banana touchdowns for him. <laughs> yeah, he'll be out there a lot on the field and um I mean, Jordan Love, uh, it's been a roller coaster with him this season, but last three games, he's certainly trending up. This passing game is trending up. So uh, it's going to be a tough matchup this week against the Chiefs. Um, but, you know, maybe those wide receivers get locked down. Maybe uh, we get a little bit tight end action uh, with Tucker Craft. I, he's more of just like, eh, let's let's hope for a touchdown. Um, uh, it was a little thin. I, I was hoping for a little bit more on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day to – give him a bit bigger endorsement in our waiver wire article. But uh, just two weeks ago against the chargers, he had a, a nice catch and run where he almost scored. Uh, he, you know, he lunged for the end zone, just barely got knocked out. So uh, he, you know, showed a little bit of after the catch ability in that game. So, um, you know, maybe he's a guy, you know, second start, he gets a, you know, a little bit more love and uh, maybe he could, you know, be, you know, we're looking at these rookie guys, you know, rookie receivers as well. Uh, they start to trend up in the second half of the season and maybe craft uh, can have a little, uh, little run at the end of the season here with Musgrave. We'll, we'll see if he's able to return at some point, but I would probably bet that he doesn't. And uh, uh, maybe craft can have a little run here in December. Here are some good fantasy playoff streaming options for, for defense. Again, this is the kind of week where you can you where you can, stash multiple defenses maybe not this week because of how many teams are on by but certainly starting next week something to keep an eye on tom we'll give you a couple here the rams play washington new orleans and the giants in the fantasy playoffs the chiefs at new england las vegas cincinnati that's pretty freaking juicy although i think their defense is pretty popular yeah, as well don't help here's my favorite one okay how, how about houston at houston. tennessee, at tennessee versus Cleveland versus Tennessee in the fantasy playoffs. It's not too bad. Not too bad. That Tennessee offense hasn't looked very good here recently. So, yeah, I, I, I like that Cleveland. They, we might be having wacko for Flacco back in the lineup. We know he'll turn the ball over. So that's I, I like that with the Texans. They're probably out there, uh, you know, widely available in Yahoo leagues or wherever you're playing. So, yeah, 
I like that the, that little three-game stretch in the fantasy playoffs. All right, T-Bro, that'll do it for us on this. I, I cannot believe we did 30 minutes. We, wow, we are that was, sick in the head. That was that was twisted. We really we really dug deep there for some players this week. Hopefully your lineup is set for this week. Uh, you know, hopefully you're not reaching for Greg Dortch this week. But, no. hey, that's why we do this podcast. You might be. You're, if you're listening this long, you, you're probably desperate for some help. So hopefully we... We helped a few of you out there that are, uh, you know, going to be on the waiver wire this week. Unbelievable! This might have been one of our longest ones, no doubt. So, hey, uh, we're we're probably going to bring up some of the same players next week. So maybe next week, Tom is the one where we just are like, yeah, go listen to last week's podcast, and we'll be yeah. all right. But uh, keep those streaming defenses important now this time of year. Tom Brawley, I'm Joe Dolan. Check out fantasypoints.com. Use code Gorific25. Thanks everybody for listening. And we will talk to you on the point spread for Fantasy Point subscribers later this week. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.